Welcome to 95 Bellevue, friends. Welcome back to 95 Bellevue. I hope you enjoyed our last couple weeks. We've had some fun times. We've had a guest. We had a summer update. I loved having Savannah. That was, it was really, really fun to have her. I I really enjoyed it. I sent it out to the church and your mom emailed me back. She's like, I've already listened twice. (laughs) I know. Because uh, I only, so I only send the rough draft to you and then to Savannah so she can make, like, cut some clips on it and, mm-hmm. like, for Instagram or whatever. Um, but the, then the other morning before the podcast even came out, because it comes out every Monday, it was, I don't know, it was probably, like, Friday morning or something. I'm, like, I come home and I'm, like, having some coffee and I and I hear, like, this voice and I'm, like, what is that? And it's my mom listening to the rough draft of it. And I was like, how the heck did you get this? And she's like, well, I begged Savannah to give it to me before so I could listen to it before it comes out because I wanted to hear it. And she's like, I already listened to it twice. She's so sweet. Oh, my gosh. And then when it actually came out, she's all listening to it again. Oh, my God. Oh, and it was like actually like with the intro, outro and like everything was nice and neat and cut. Oh, I love it. (laughs) It was really funny. But she was like, that was such a good podcast. Of like, course, it was her baby. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was fun. It was fun to hear Savannah's side on a lot of things and just kind of like, like, I think I even said in part of it, I was like, we don't, like, we don't normally talk like this, even me and Savannah usually. Like, we talk a lot and we talk about a lot of different things and like, we always share everything, but like, to sit down and like, hear her story and stuff, it was, and like, how she creates and how she does things. It was really, it was fun for me to like, learn. I really liked it. I'm sure. I'm sure it was very inspiring to me too. Yeah, we're getting cozy today. We're on the couch in our in the living room at 95 Bellevue. It's good. And we just we have to give you a CrossFit update. <laughs> uh, what would this we're podcast a, be without a CrossFit update? We're not a CrossFit podcast. But what would it be though without one? So <laughs> without an update. We got up and worked out at six o'clock in the morning, and it sucked. Yeah, but it, it was, was so good. Yeah, and now we're tired and lazy and we want to be on the couch. <laughs> it was so hard. But it feels always feels so good though once you're done. Like when I get up yeah. in the morning and my alarm goes off, I'm like, oh, I hate this. I, I got up at 4.30 today. Yeah, I didn't get up that early. I get up. My alarm goes off at 5 and then I have another one that goes off at 5.15 because I know if I get up at 5.15, then that's like the latest I can get up and still get ready and be like a normal functioning human by the time I get there. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> if I roll up like 5.30, 5.40, like I can still make it, but I'm rolling up rough. So <laughs> I've got to at least You've got like a three up. minute drive. I know, but still I want to be like, I want my eyes to not be crusted. My, my drive is 10 minutes and this morning I got, I like to get in my car at 5.40 because I like to get there about 10 minutes early and, and be there for like the end of the other people's workout and oh. maybe like roll out on my ball or roll out my foot or roll out something that's hurting because I'm mm-hmm. old and everything's all cracking and hicking and <laughs> cracking and yeah cracking and clacking and whatever <laughs> so I'm trying to like get this this thing got some oil on it before I start gotta hit and oil. gotta hit you my giddy up this morning I got my hip flexor was all like and I was having a lot of problems but anyway so I get in my truck this morning and it's like my fuel was so low that it wouldn't even tell me how many miles I had Ooh. left you were rolling in. So I had to go get fuel. So I did not get there early. I think I got there like 30 seconds late, which is basically like 15 minutes late for me because I hate being late. Yeah. So I'm I, always I hate early. Being late too. 
but I like being like exactly like for things like this. I like being exactly on time. Oh, that's funny because yeah, you you did walk in. At I walked time. in like as you're pulling in mm-hmm. because I like to get there exactly on time. So I'm not like in the way of everyone else when they're switching. Yeah, I don't like to be in the way either, but I feel like I am. But then I just kind of go sit in the corner you're and just kind of like fine. sit there and like, okay. Just grab a foam roller, throw it on the ground and start rolling around yeah, on it. And those feel good. I love those foam rollers. I have one at my house. Mm-hmm. In fact, when I, I got home too. last night, because I worked out at six o'clock last night, um, I went and had to foam roll my hip flexor. Yeah. Just so it feels good. It hurts, but it feels really good at the same time. Mm, yeah, pretty much. Anywho, we're having a chill day on the couch. Yeah. We're talking about uh, re- mental toughness today, partly because of both of us having, because there's always like this option when we're working out, like there's the, the way it's written version and mm-hmm. then there's the scaled version. And every time I go in, I'm like, I'm going to do the scaled version. But then when I get there, I'm like, well, maybe I could probably do the part, like at least part of it. I just written. So I'm like always blending it or like yeah. thinking that. I'm, I'm like talking to myself. I'm like, okay, if I get done with, because today it was like 50 burpee pu- devil presses pu- is what something. it was called, yeah. which is like a burpee with a the bar- lifting some the barbell weight over, over your head. Yeah. Dumbbells. Dumbbell. The barbell. <laughs> yeah. And so I was just like, oh my gosh. So the scaled was like 35 uh-huh. and the regular was 50. And so I was like, okay, if it takes me like X amount of minutes to do the 35 then i'll just do the scaled but mm-hmm. if if i get done in like a few minutes then i'll Keep just do, go all the way and do the 50 but then i was hating life when i got to the row like for reals yeah i felt like i was gonna throw up whenever i go in i always i'm like no i don't even want to look at the scaled i'm just gonna do like i'll stick with the the whatever the one that they have and mm-hmm. then if i if i come short of it that's fine as long as i would like goal was this one like i'm fine i'm coming short of it right if i like run out of time or something mm-hmm. um but yeah, I felt like I was going to throw up. But it's like this, it's such this mental game. Because, yeah. Because the way I even talked myself into going is like, there's a scaled version. It's totally fine. I mean, like, they don't expect, like, I'm, I've only been doing it for five weeks. Mm-hmm. Nobody expects me. I don't expect me to be able to do everything. It's totally fine. So I talk myself up, I get myself there. And then it's like this mental game of, okay, now how am I going to get through this, like, yeah. 21 minute and 48 seconds of hell? I know. <laughs> Because it's like a short little thing. But like when you're in the middle of it, it is totally mental toughness because mm-hmm. and like so like when I started because I'm super new to all of this or I'm like, I don't know anything. I mean, I've n- never really worked out before besides hiking and just like running or whatever. Um, but I was like, like in the middle of it it's cool that like because we did rowing a couple weeks ago and mm-hmm. i can see how much faster i can be like and how much longer i can go without like dying mm-hmm. for a second i can be like wow okay last time i did it it was only this much and then like in my mind i have some type of goal in my head where i'm like okay this is what i'm reaching for like this is what i'm going after like yeah and I, I like borderline not gonna make myself throw up over it but like i want to get there <laughs> where i'm like mm-hmm. i can do this like it's and just like in the middle of it, it's horrible and I hate every second of it. But we're not a CrossFit podcast, so. But we just spoke for 25 minutes on it. <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 
<clears throat> anyway, yeah, we're talking about we're talking about resilience and mental toughness. And one of the reasons that I want to talk about that is because we talked a couple. Well, it was actually quite a few episodes. Because yeah. what is this episode? This will be twenty seven, I think. Oh my goodness! Twenty six or twenty seven? It's like we're real, we're like over a quarter of the way to one hundred. I know. Our goal is a hundred episodes. And then we're gonna decide what we're gonna do before. At, we might at just that ghost point. everybody and just leave it. Bye, Felicia. Or we might do another hundred episodes. We don't know. Who knows? Anyway. We might add some new hosts. I don't know. <laughs> we're boring. Yeah, pretty much. But we it was quite a few episodes ago that we were talking about just the our nation being in like a long-term period of stress and mm-hmm. what it feels like is that the people that already had some like resiliency and mental toughness and some people that were already kind of strong are getting stronger. So there's some, there's so many businesses that are adapting and getting stronger and they're busier than they've ever been. And they're producing more than they've ever produced. And they're having to make changes and just all kinds of stuff. And then there's other, other people and businesses and stuff that are just really, really struggling. The people that kind of already had maybe some issues or they weren't as strong. It seems like they're really struggling more than they did before yeah and so it's kind of hard to see to see that because a lot of his people a lot of them are people that i care about that were already like felt like they were at their wits end before all this Mm -hmm. stuff happened and now it's like even worse um and there's kind of like it's very weird because i i feel like there are certain things that we think make what um like determine who's successful and who's not successful at whatever it is that they do. But a lot of times the things that we think that it, that make people successful, it actually isn't those things. Or they might say something different. They may like, they might not even see that as success. Is that what you're meaning? Mm, see what is success? Like if I look at someone, like if I look at, um, like just take Starbucks or something and I'm like, for me i would i would look at like their revenue and like this and that and like how much they're how much they're making and how much this which they might be looking at it where it's like well our turnover rate is so low and our like employment satisfaction is super high like that might be their success rather than the money they're making well i'm thinking i think i mean i did mention business so i guess i understand why you would go there but i'm thinking more people oh okay like you look at a couple of kids in third grade and how are you know, you might see one that's just extremely way more naturally intelligent. They, they pick things up a lot quicker. Um, maybe somebody has a, a, a higher athletic ability, a natural athletic ability than than someone else. And you might be able, you might think like, oh, this kid's going somewhere. This kid success- is going to be successful. And the other kid, who knows what he's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, he might, he might be some, you know. I don't know. Sometimes we make judgments, but a lot of times it's not intelligence. It's not natural talent that ends up being the thing that determines what, what, um, who is successful. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think most of the time that's probably how it is. I mean, like if you're going to be a Steve jobs, you've got to have some type of intelligence where it's like above, you know, the normal or like you have like or Bill Gates, something like that. Like Elon Musk, like you've got to have some, you probably have a higher, IQ than some than like the the normal to create like Tesla or Apple or something like that you know there's just some things but like I d- I actually disagree I would say that that where the magic happens with those two people with those types of people is where the mental toughness and resilience 
and the talent come together. I think it's a mix. It has to be a mixture. Yeah. There, but what I'm saying is, what we think is an indicator a lot of times isn't because we don't we don't naturally take mental toughness and resilience into consideration when mm-hmm. we're deciding. Well, we do that all the time in school. Like when I was in, when I was teaching in the third and fourth grade class, or like aiding in the third and fourth grade class mm-hmm. the last year, it's super interesting how like and this is no fault to a school or a like system Mm -hmm. but like the how we judge like kids basically and how smart they are and this and that it's so weird because we we do that in school but then like but then everyone sees the people that you know like steve jobs didn't go to didn't graduate high school or didn't go to college or something like that he like created apple in his garage Mm -hmm. you know like and then all of a sudden we go, wow, that's so amazing. And we all have an iPhone. Like who doesn't like if you don't get one, you know, but like <laughs> <laughs> besides the point. Uh, but like, why don't we see that in younger kids? Like, I don't know. There was a lot of times when I would go, well, yeah, that kid is obviously the highest academic wise in the class. But like they fall apart when <laughs> something happens on the playground, you know, right. whereas another kid who is lower 100%. quotes in the academic could handle all kinds of stress very well and be like actually focused in when there was a situation that happened, like if someone got hurt or something, they knew what to do and they knew how to help and they knew how to keep everyone calm. Mm -hmm. Like just naturally they knew how to do that. I don't understand why we don't pray. Like it's just interesting how we scale things. Right. I mean, I I think that school is just school. It's, it's tests are just recording whether or not you learned a thing or not. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. and Or recording whether or not you learn. I don't think that they're necessarily a test of in, intelligence, but sometimes you can tell that yeah. when people yeah. are highly intelligent. But I think that it, I think that this thing with mental toughness and resiliency, number one, it's something that we can build within ourselves. And number two, it's something that's so important that it actually, when, when you put somebody that has a natural talent up, not that you're going to put them against, but, and, measured against somebody that maybe doesn't have as much but they have that drive and grit and and resilience and mental toughness and just that I'm not failure is not an option attitude I'm gonna do whatever it takes like that hard work thing yeah like a lot of times it's gonna be that person that actually ends up being more successful in life than the person with only the natural talent I think it's very, uh, I think it's very interesting to look at that stuff and think about that stuff, because a lot of people look at other people and they go like, "Oh, I could never do that because I'm not that smart." Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think that's a lie. Yeah. I would say that <laughs> that you can, that people can accomplish so much more than they ever thought they could if they just put their their minds and their lives and their focus on that you know what i mean yeah it is such a mental game of like how we tell ourselves that we can't do certain things just because oh i'm not qualified or whatever or Mm -hmm. i'm not this person would get it before i would so we kind of like disqual like we disqualify ourselves before we even Mm -hmm. try and we do that with a lot of things we do that with work we do that with exercise we do that with eating we do that with family like we do that with all kinds of stuff like when we do it to each other mm -hmm. like oh you shouldn't be crossfitting sage yeah you're gonna hurt yourself yeah, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to like you don't have time to do that. Like why would you, why would you spend the money on that monthly mm-hmm. like yeah. when you could just go do something else, you mm-hmm. know, like uh, yeah. Yeah. Man, it's kind of crazy. 
but I think that's usually because someone feels like they couldn't do it themselves. A hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. They, even if they don't even know what they're doing, they're like, oh, like I'll, you know, call some like, it's almost like they'll, they'll drag someone else down to try to. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of times with people. We talked about that a couple episodes ago, well, actually quite a few episodes ago now. It's like, who's your crew? Who's your people mm-hmm. that you're hanging out with? Who's telling you that you can't do something? A lot of times it's going to be that person that, that see whenever somebody breaks out in a group of friends and does something different, it always causes the other, the other people to look inside themselves. Yeah. And people, a lot of people don't want to look inside themselves. They don't want to look at themselves. They don't want to assess. They don't want to, mm-hmm. they don't want to do that. So man, when you find your crew that when you say like, you know, I'm joining CrossFit that they're like, yeah, go. Yeah. It might not be for me, go but I'm going to do it. I'm going to, yeah, exactly. I'll go, I'll put on a t-shirt and yeah. cheer you on at the games or whatever. <laughs> but uh, you know, and uh, the other thing that I think I, I wish that people understood more and I wish even that I understood more is that sometimes, um, opportunity is not i i think that uh i think opportunity is something that's overrated when it comes to mental toughness and resilience what do you mean because it's i think it's another thing that people are like oh well that person didn't do anything because they didn't have the opportunity mm-hmm. whereas okay well somebody with mental toughness and resilience will find a way yeah and so it's kind of another one of those things like talent that person is more talented than me they're obviously going to be more successful than me oh that person has more opportunities than me they're obviously going to be more successful Mm -hmm. than me that person has uh you know somebody backing them they're obviously going to be more successful than me and i think i think that mental toughness and resilience is something that is underrated in that scale of things yeah people and that's and because mental toughness and resilience is something that only you can develop for yourself Nobody else can develop it for you. No. I'm, I'm I mean, obviously, like, you know, I'm thinking of my life and your life. Like, uh, there, like, there are different sacrifices that I have to make to be able to make it happen than, yeah. than what you have to make it, what you have to do to make it happen. Somebody, so you know, there's a lady that brings her, like, brand new baby to the gym. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. That's what I mean. Like, like a they mom have the of same, three kids They have with, the same end result like end thing but it just takes so many different roads and levels to get there that lady has to work a lot harder to get there in the morning than i do i literally just jump out of bed put on my clothes and go like yeah, i don't have some to, people I don't have to get to up feed get the my kids baby, and get out do that kind of, you know what i mean there are i think maybe we're talking about in, in your part like we're talking about the thing sacrifices you know what I mean? Like yeah. sacrificing sleep or, okay, yeah. you know, I don't know. It could be, it could be opportunity, but I, I think maybe I just am defining opportunity a little bit different, but anyway, blah, blah. I don't want to talk about that yeah, forever. Yeah. <clears throat> but anywho, <laughs> that's all I was saying. Mental toughness and resilience. I think we talked about it before, but we didn't really talk about it now, but w- what is uh, resilience? What does Google say? Resi- resilience is, you looked it up. Let's see. Oh, I looked it up. I thought you did. We looked at it. It's the, the Google. The Google says the, the, ca- the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. Mm-hmm. Toughness. The often remarkable resilience of so many British institutions. So just like that, t- that mental toughness that you build. And how, how do you build yours? Up? Like how, how would you say that you build? Are we talking about mental toughness or are we talking about resilience? 
Well, what'd you just Google? Resilience. Oh, okay. I feel like they would go hand in hand together. Pretty much. Like, I, yeah. if you have mental toughness, you have to have some type of resilience. Like, you have to have some kind of toughness, mm-hmm. like, to your, to you. <clears throat> it always reminds me of, honestly, this is going to sound really weird, but Psalm 23. The Psalm 23 is this, like, picture of, you know, at the beginning, it's like, the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want, that type of thing. But then it kind of goes through... You know, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death and I will fear no evil. And whenever I think of people going through really hard times, like there are there are really hard things that people go through. You know, maybe you got a bad diagnosis or maybe a family member is passing away or maybe you're losing your job or maybe it feels like you're you're overwhelmed by anxiety and depression and maybe you're losing yourself in drugs and alcohol. You know, there's a lot of different things. There's so many terrible things that people go through. There are so many horrible things that people go through and that valley of the shadow of death is meant to be gone through. It's not meant to stay there. And I think that one of the things about resilience is that like kind of the definition of resilience is that ability to keep going, the ability to in the face of the hardest thing you've ever dealt with, in the face of breakups, in the face of losing your business, in the face of not, you know, having doors shut in your face, having medical things happen, just like all this stuff that people deal with on their in their day-to-day lives, can you keep going? Can you, even though it feels like life is totally just knocking you down with, like it feels like you're going through, uh, I'm just trying to think of, you know, basically any movie where they have to go through some... Just like thing after thing after like yeah, the next like thing. The, the Goonies thing, the where they thing. have to go through the... You know, the little thing, Indiana Jones, where they have to go through the little obstacle. There's just so many. I think there's even one in Harry Potter where they had to go through like this. Mm-hmm. Th- like any, it just feels like things are coming from all sides. But can you keep going or are you going to stay and lay down and get stuck in that place? And that's what I think is super important to for for resilience. Sometimes it's just nothing more than just saying I am not going to lay down in this place and stay here yeah it feels horrible i do not know how i'm gonna get out of this i but i'm going to keep going you know what i mean yeah and so that is like the core to me of what mental toughness is and what resilience is because because if once you get through that valley of the shadow of death then it's the lord's rod and his staff that's that's comfort. It's the table that's getting set for you in the presence of your enemies. It's like this valley of the shadow of death that the devil is trying so hard to take you out. He's trying to take you down. He's trying to make you stay there. He's trying to make you believe that there's no hope, but you're just like, no, I am going to keep going. And the Lord honors that he, he honors that and he helps you through. And he is like, I know that I know that it felt really terrible in there, but I was with you every step of the way. And and when you are done, like you're going to look back and you're going to be like, I, I can't believe I went through that. I am so much stronger than I thought, than I thought. And you're going to inspire other people. And you're, and you're basically, you know, this whole, you know, he's going to set a table for you in front of the, in the presence of your enemy. You're like your enemy that tried to take you out is now going to have to sit here, <laughs> here and watch you feast, feast on what the Lord has for you. And so, um, you know, there's stuff that feels sucky and tough and horrid, but the thing, one of the things about mental toughness and resilience is just keeping, 
keeping your eye on something other, something on the other side. Yeah. Like just trusting, like, I know this is not going to last forever. I know it's not going to be, you know, in, in five years, is it going to be a big deal? Maybe it still will be, but in 50, will it be? I don't yeah. know. And in a hundred, who knows? Uh, you know, I don't know. It's just, um, it's just something that is so inspiring to me. The people that just like, when I see people that just keep, they just keep going. They just keep going. They were just refuse to give up. They mm -hmm. just have this mindset. And sometimes you have to set yourself up in that mindset, but sometimes you just, it's just how you do your life. Yeah. Cause I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, you can talk about it. You can be like, Oh, you, you know, like keep on go, you know, keep on keeping on whatever. Like keep, mm -hmm. people have all kinds of just sayings, keep swimming. like some, all, whatever, like, in every sphere of like religion or group or whatever mm -hmm. you're in, you're going to have some type of saying that's like, keep on, you know, keep going. And it's like, I, I almost wonder if it's not so much of a, like a thing that you're constantly thinking about and building in your life, but almost more of just like, it becomes the daily rhythm of your own self where it's like, you don't even, you almost don't even know it's there. Cause you're just autopilot going, but it's like every day it's building a little bit more and a little bit more. So then when, no, you know, it's building, you know, because it's decisions. But so then when something hits you. No, you know. That when Savannah was talking a couple episodes ago about, she's just like, there's all these little decisions and they set me up for my big decisions. It's what you do in your little decisions that set you up for your big decisions. That It's what you do in your day-to-day -day life. And, and you can say, I, I mean, I do not think at all that you can you can build it without even knowing that you're doing it. You know what I mean? You say yes every day to going to the gym. Like people always are like, oh man, how they get, how does Simone Biles do all that stuff? How does whatever? It's because she got up every day intentionally and worked. Yes. You know, she saw something that she could do. And that's a big scale, but you never get to the championship game without no. doing the day to day. You never get to the CrossFit games without doing some CrossFit workouts a lot of times. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's not like something that you just wake up and you're just like, wow, I'm just so mentally tough. I had no idea I was doing that. No, it's every single day, every decision where you choose integrity, every ch decision where you choose to do that extra rep, every decision where you know that you could get away with something and you don't. You're like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess I just see like in like the daily life, it become like I can see it where it's like I don't think about it. But then if I look back on it, then I can go, yeah, I picked, I got up, I did this, I did that. But like I think a lot of people, it goes by for a long time and they're like, oh, I don't think I've done anything. But then it's like, no, look back and you actually have like you've actually, like if we're picking apart daily life, it's like, yes, I made this decision. No, I said no to that. Yes, mm -hmm. I said yes to this. Or when I said yes to that, it, it, drug me back because like it wasn't a good yes to say something like to to allow yeah you know but like i feel like the good things in your life that you're building that you do every day like you're sacrificing for those things you're not i mean maybe you build it into a habit but you still built it into a habit to get up early yeah maybe you built it into a habit to to get up and go to the gym but you still had to build it you it didn't just like you didn't just wake up one day with all this motivation and it was so easy and you never had to try you know try you know what i mean no yeah but it's like when you get to that hard stuff it's like no i can see i can see everything that i built in my day-to-day -day mm -hmm. that got me to where i am and then most of the time people that kind of are focused on long-term goals are like this cool this is a checkpoint to where i'm going 
But like the thing about the thing about resilience is that you can't build it without going through something. And so we, I think we all think that we're super tough. And then when something really hard comes along, mm-hmm. then we find out if we really are. Yeah, that's one thing I feel like I know that I'm trying to figure out with like within like the Christian sphere of influence or whatever, mm-hmm. because like I know for a long time, I always I heard a lot of people always be like kind of taught like almost preach on that where it's like you like be expecting there'll be a day when you go through a hardship. But don't you worry, God's going to be with you like, OK, I know he is, but like why are we even like is it imp- maybe it's, i'm asking like is it important to like be always aware that there's gonna be a hardship around the corner or is it because like i feel like i don't live my life like that like i do not look for any type of difficulty where i'm like if like when i get like when my car breaks down or what like when it did break down i'm not just like oh here here's my here's my time god you're with me it's like no i'll get it fixed and like it's not like i'm not being punished you know what i mean maybe that doesn't make sense but like i've like i think going through hard stuff and realizing that the lord is with you and going through something and thinking that you're being punished are two different but i think when when you said that saying like when you said that saying of like you have to go through something to like you know build resilience like i agree with it at the same time but i'm like i just don't like because it makes me feel like it makes me think like oh i better like i haven't had to be honest, like I haven't had many crazy things happen to me, like where I've had to go through a ton of stuff. I will say then you don't know if you're tough yet then. So I guess I just wait until and <laughs> I hope that I am, I guess. I don't know. I feel like that's no, a horrible I, way for me to live, you know? Why? Because like, I don't want to. I, 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 mean, I live say- believing that I am tough in that. Like I live knowing that it really doesn't matter what happens because... Well, one, because I literally know that God has the best intentions for me. Yeah, for sure. So why would I even have the thought of I'm not tough, like I don't know yet, or it's coming around the corner or something's going to happen. You know, when something happens, it's like, it's just well, a test. T- it's just a test. I'm not saying you, yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm not, not, I'm not pointing fingers at you. Yeah. I'm just saying like what I've heard in the past and I've, I can like right now I'm like literally going in my mind. I have, I can remember choosing to say, I am not listening to that. I am actually going to pivot a different direction and Mm -hmm. believe God a different way. Yeah. I don't know if it's right either. Like I totally could be wrong. A bad way to live. I mean, with you, there's some, I mean, I don't know everything that you've ever gone through, but I know that you have gone through some stuff like your grandma had cancer. You know what I mean? Like you had to, you've had a lot of stuff happen to you. I mean, not a lot compared to like somebody maybe that's been on the wor- in the on the planet for a lot of years and like lost children and like had to bury spouses and stuff yeah. like that but it's in that little stuff where i mean you're i f- i mean where you decided i understand that this sucky thing is happening but i still know that god's good I still know that he's going to be with me. I still know that everything's going to work out because you know your grandma and you know that even if, she, you know, that the scripture says that to to die is gain. You know what I mean? You you guys buried your great grandma last year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Grammy Jean. Jean. Yeah, Grammy Jean. Jean. I mean, 
you guys have gone through some stuff. I, I, and I know that you guys were like, I can see God in this. I can see his mercies in this. And, and I don't know, maybe you did go through a time where you were just like, God, I don't understand. But it was like, no, I, from what I've seen, it was like, man, she had such an amazing life. I'm so glad that we had her for so long. You know, for sure. And with that, like, like that is like one of those things where it's like, Oh my gosh. Like, I don't like it was super amazing. Like she was, you know, she was older and she, she just it was pe- like she passed away peacefully and like there was nothing yeah. bad about like of course it's horrible that she passed away. Like I'd love to have her here still, but like mm-hmm. I don't know. I and but I wasn't looking for like who says you have to look for it. I feel like it makes me feel like when I don't know just that like that type of saying i guess it i'm not saying to be hyper aware of every negative thing that's ever happening i'm just saying that um i mean if people really haven't gone through mm-hmm. anything then they really don't know if they're tough because how yeah. can you know how can you know if you can back squat 105 pounds until you put it on your back and do it mm-hmm. you can say it all you want but until you do it you don't know if you can do it yeah well, why don't you talk about wyoming and the mental resilience and toughness that you kind of had to build there living there by yourself and yeah you don't have to but well like with that i don't know i just part of this i'm like oh i feel like i'm super lucky with things like i don't know if it's luck or what but like i I know we've talked about this before but like whereas i had the opportunity when i moved there i didn't have to struggle and find like it was hard yeah but like i moved there and there was like I moved without knowing if there was a house but then when I got there there was a house Mm -hmm. like for me to live in I didn't have to like struggle and try to pay two times the amount of rent that and living in one a one-bedroom apartment with Mm -hmm. sucky roommates you know like so I I don't know like I did have to build some stuff because I was living alone and like in the middle of nowhere well, <laughs> in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't like the easiest thing you've ever done, right? No, no. Every time I'd come back home, I'd be like, I hate it there. I hate it. I want to move. I want to, I like want to come back home. Like I want to live with my family. Like I want to be close to my family. I, I do not like this at all, mm-hmm. but I would go back every time. And then I, every time I thought I would get like, I literally was like, Oh, I think it's getting easier. No, it wasn't getting easier. <laughs> not one time did it ever get easier. Um, well, you kept going back every day mm-hmm. and doing your best and working hard. Yeah. And serving to the best of your ability. Yeah. What I knew, like, I was I was there until he said I wasn't supposed to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I guess it, I guess to me, living with a resiliency or living with mental, t- like building mental toughness would be that. Like, not so much like it is the little decisions. Like I totally agree with that. Cause when I actually like kind of like step back and look at my whole picture, the whole picture, I can mm-hmm. go, okay, that decision. Yes. And now that like, I heard you say that I'm like, okay, yeah, I can just kind of mentally see that. Like, okay, I made that decision. Thus I get like, thus this happened or I made mm-hmm. this decision and now I have to deal with that decision. You know, like that wasn't so good or whatever. So like it is building that totally. But it's every day. Yeah. You have to do it every day. I mean, was, was there times when you were just like, I don't want to be here, so I'm just not going to show up to work today? No, because I knew the the thing is, is like I had decided 
and this isn't how everybody lives it, but I had decide, fully decided that until he said otherwise, I was going to do what he said. So I knew what he told me to do was to work there and live there and live life there and mm-hmm. make friends with these people and be friends with those and, you know, not be friends with those people, whatever, like it was. And then the moment he said it's time to go, I packed up my bags and I left, mm-hmm. you know, and it almost was like maybe I guess it is building a uh resi- like a mental toughness but i think it went hand For in hand sure. with like building that relationship with him where it's like no he said to do it so even if even if i literally did not have the strength to do it like it's just it just happened because he said to do it you know i think that was part of it because like i don't think i would have been able to like drive my busted up little cami a thousand miles back to california <laughs> when i fully knew there was a lot of problems with it mm-hmm. i should not have done that say like r- realistically that should have not been a thing right but you know what he said to do it and he said cammy was going back to california and she went back to california mm-hmm. you know and it like pushed me into i guess more of a mental toughness where the next time i'm like the next time with like i cut my car now where i'm like you better fix yourself like i've already d- i played these games before i don't have time to like deal with <laughs> car problems like you know <laughs> Well, and that's building your faith, too. But every single day that you were there that you didn't want to be there, you had the opportunity to decide not to do a great job, and you chose to do a great job. Yeah. Every single day. And you were there for three years, so that was like 900 days if you hated it the whole time. <laughs> no, I And it sounds like I hated every second of it. Well, no, that's what I, you said. I mean, that you said you were like, every time I came home, I was like, I don't want to be there, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. So that's, that's what I'm saying. That's 900 days of making a conscious But it choice. wasn't like I was miserable. Like, I, I want to make that. Like, I wasn't miserable. I didn't. I, I wasn't. I, I don't know. I don't you're reading stuff into it that I'm not saying. No, no, no. But I'm just, I just don't want people to think like I was miserable there. Oh, gotcha. But anyway. Go on with what you're saying. Sorry. Nothing. It's important. That's all. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if we talk about we talk about opportunity. We talk about talent. But hey, man, it's the it's the getting up every day and doing what you're supposed to do and having integrity and choosing choosing truth every day and building stuff into your life. I think it's Rory Vaden that said that success isn't owned. It's only rented and your rents due every day. And it reminds me of, it reminds me of that whenever, whenever, cause I, I feel like there's some stuff that, that he's, that he's calling me to do that is like way bigger than like I could ever do by, do for myself, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's kind of like, yes, there's a part where, where we get to experience stuff like, um, I know he's calling me here, but I have no idea what it's going to look like. I have no idea where I'm going to live because I don't have a place yet. And then when I roll into town, somebody's like, oh, I have a place that we're cleaning out today. You can come look at it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That is that kind of goes hand in hand with with saying yes, even when you maybe don't want to or you don't yeah. understand or you don't have or you don't know what the next steps are going to look like. Um, so there's a faith there that's connected but there's also something that's like where you say like i'm going i'm going to do what he said i'm going to go where he asked me to go because i trust him because i know that he's good 
And so when you when you make those commitments and you're just like and then you have to follow through with them every single day, that is the stuff that it's like partnering. It's partnering with his word for you. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's, and not only is it building your faith, not only is it strengthening your relationship with him, but it's also you're building resilience. You're building mental toughness. You are saying in this season, I'm saying yes to you. And then it gives you faith and it builds your faith for your next thing that he's going to call you to. It builds your faith for the next the next place he calls you to. The next time he says like, hey, okay, I want you to move to Israel or I want, to mo- I want you to move to Africa or something. You can be like, well, I've already... I've already done this. I know yeah. what it's like to to be to be where exactly where he's asking me to be. I know that he's going to provide. I know that he is going to show up. I know that if I get on the planet, I don't have a place to go. Then he's going to take care of me. And so, like that, take it takes mental toughness and and resilience to even like continue on that journey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like even okay, like I'm thinking now, like I'm like if I would have. Maybe what if I if I would have said no to moving to Wyoming and just stayed in Montana where I was comfortable and like I loved and like it was really amazing and yeah. it might have been a lot harder for me to move to Reading, mm-hmm. even though I would have needed to go. You know, it would have been I might have been like, I don't want to do that. Like I would have been like, no, I can't do that. Whatever. But like I had already done it once where I had to move to Wy- mm-hmm. like move to Jackson and then like. I mean, you've never lived a life where you just chose your comfort like you you just keep trying to live a life where you're doing what he wants you to do yeah so i don't know i think that's exciting and i think it's i think it's awesome i think it's a good example of of um resilience even though you don't think it is <laughs> or you didn't I, I guess I yeah i guess i'm changing like i'm just seeing it i get it i the way like you're explaining it more and i'm like okay yeah i, I am seeing that a little bit more how would you like for you how do you like, what do you do that builds these little steps every single day where you can, you are almost allowing your, like, you're almost setting yourself up to say yes to certain things. And like, you're like, I'm going to set myself up so I can say yes to that, to build the little thing. Like, how do you do that? How do you personally do that? Set myself up to say yes to the build. Well, the cause if things. every little thing is, if, if we're like, when you look back and everything is a building block essentially of some sort like a building mental health mental how do i build my mental toughness is that what you're asking yeah like what yeses do you say what no's do you say to help build that for me it's not necessarily that i know for you it is but for for me it's like recognizing where i am and recognizing when i'm in a place where i can handle it and when i'm going in a place where i can't um i'm gonna i'll give you an example when um when i went to go when i went to a apply to work for the highway patrol Mm -hmm. or actually probably the sheriff's office now they think about it um i had absolutely no idea how hard that job was yeah it was so hard it was literally so hard that when i took the test i went back to my job and i was like "Mm, nope never mind i cannot (laughs) do that job i'm staying here and so I worked at Michael's. I ran the arts and crafts department at Michael's. And so um, I took a day off when we took the test. The test was so hard. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. And so um, but then like a year later, I had kind of gotten tired of of what I was doing. I'd been doing it for about six years. Working at Michael's? Yeah. And I just wanted a different challenge. I just wanted to do something new. Is that what kind of like made you even want to go take the test yeah was that okay yeah i just wanted to do something new i i i yeah i just wanted to 
And so I ended up getting hired and going through the training process was probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. It was it was really hard, but it's like you you have to I knew that I had to get to this place where I was just like I am not giving up. Like yeah. I am going to keep going even though my trainers are telling me that I'm messing up every single day, <laughs> even though citizens are yelling at me, even though the officers are irritated with me. One of the reasons that the officers side note that were so irritated with me is because there was three Jennifers that worked there. And so Oh geez. Every time I answer the phone, I'd be like, Dispatch Jen, they would be like think that they're talking to somebody that knew what oh. they're doing. And so I had to like you're like, Make it's, a nickname. it's Jenny. It's just little Jenny. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> one of my officers did call me Jenny C. <laughs> um, or one of my deputies, I guess he was. But anyway, so I made a, I, I was like, okay, I'm JC. So that people know <laughs> that this is a new person that does uh-huh. not know what they're doing. They so they would be nice to me. <laughs> and it was so hard. Oh my gosh, it was hard. And then when I went over the Ohio Patrol, it, it wasn't as hard because I already knew how to be a dispatcher. But mm-hmm. it, it was was really hard because it was hard to go from like knowing what I was doing to not knowing what I was doing again and having yeah. to learn a whole new agency, having to learn all new rules and all new geography and all new officers and all new everything. But one of the things I've done a couple of other things in my life that um, because I was able to kind of step back and be like, I, I see that this is something that is going to be good and in my life long term, yeah, I can make myself go through a season of suck <laughs> because I know that it's just a season. I can make myself go through two years of school, three years of school while working, while pastoring a church because <laughs> I know that it's just a season. Yeah, I know that in th- five years I will forget, you know, whatever or whatever. I can make myself go through a difficult training season or a difficult um just like a season where like um like i already have a lot on my plate and i'm planning on doing a a message series where i'm going to teach two classes a week plus preach on sunday plus do all the other stuff that i do but i'm like it's worth it to me i can do this for five weeks it's just a season it's finite it's short it's not forever and so that is how i psych myself out and like and train my brain to be like yes something is coming it's going to be okay though we're working hard we're preparing for it we're going to have results afterwards um what happens after we get done with this season i'm going to be better than i am now and so i'm able i'm able to make myself go through seasons and time periods of suck yeah so you kind of like it sounds like you kind of like pick something and then you're like okay here's my goal but by the end of it and you can yeah. like see like almost like your time stamp or your like that mm-hmm. your time um log i don't know what what is that called like your timeline yeah of like okay i'm starting here here's the middle here's the end and then there's all the little stuff in between mm-hmm. you know but you're like i have this like five months five years whatever it is like you have some type of goal even though if you even though you might not even know the very not end of five it. years but like with your job, you know, you didn't know you'd be there for what? What have you been there? 15 years? Well, I did know that. That, But I mean, the training process, because because after a while, it wasn't that bad. It was yeah. Fine. You know, it's fine. Now I'm training other people and I tell them uh, all the time. I'm just like, this is hard. It is the hardest thing you're ever going to do. You're going to be stressed. You're going to be you're going to cry um, like you just might as well get used to it. <laughs> 
crying. Like, I'm not joking. Everybody cries. It is hard. And people, and I tell people that because I want for them to be able to get themselves in a mind frame if they want to. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's an adjustment that we have to make sometimes. But if you see the benefit, the long-term benefit, you can make yourself go through see times that stink. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like a police officer going through the academy. It's basically a six-month-long boot camp. You get up at four in the morning. You go to bed at 11 o'clock at night. There's tons and tons of tests. Your body is just stretched to the max physically. You hardly eat. You have people yelling at you. You know what I mean? It is it's horrendous but they know that at the end of that they're gonna have a job they're gonna have a career hopefully they're gonna go somewhere where they want to be they can they have the opportunity to transfer all around the state there's there's lots of of benefits Mm -hmm. and so you know they go they go through it there's a lot of people that go through it every year because they see the long-term benefit and so that's how i it's it's the same way i approach my workouts like, I know that once I've done X amount of these things, I'm going to be in better shape. And at the end of this 20 minutes, I'm going to have another one knocked off my yeah <laughs> off my belt. You know, sometimes it's sometimes they're eight minutes. Sometimes they're 30 minutes. Sometimes they're a full hour. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, but you can make yourself go through it, especially if you can if you can see the long term benefit, which is the thing that helps you get through that valley of the shadow of death when you understand that there's something good on the other side. Yeah. So it's almost kind of like setting, like purposely setting up like some kind of end goal almost. Because I feel like a lot of times you can get stuck in that valley when there's no goal in sight. When you're like, I don't know what, you Mm -hmm. know, what it is. So, yeah, I can definitely see that, like, get that part where you can get stuck. So it's like just remembering to like have some kind of goal like if if you hate your job have some kind of goal in the end of the job whether you're gonna you know be looking for something else or whether you're gonna take this and you know have some kind of goal by the end i know like i'll like at least i'm not like working crazy but like i knew that like okay i'm gonna work really hard and then i know in july i'm gonna take a trip and go to wyoming you know and like just have a fun week and not do anything but i know Mm -hmm. i'm gonna work super super hard so that i can take a vacation or like Mm -hmm. i know i'm gonna work super super hard so i can one day you know buy a house or whatever like i'm gonna put in the work now Mm -hmm. so then later in life like i can have i can they can achieve my goal or something and it it does make me like i don't want to get up and go you know be yelled at by people because i brought them out Mm -hmm. you know diet coke instead of coke yeah I mean, and when you hate, when you don't like your job or you hate your job or you want to get out of your job or you decide that you want to make a change in your life, like, um, I don't, yeah, when you decide you want to make some sort of a, um, a change in your life, to get out of it is going to take something. It's going to take, it's going to take some sort of a sacrifice, whether it's you quit and then you don't have money coming in while mm-hmm. you look for another job. Maybe it's, I'm going to go learn a new skill. And so I'm going to uh, invest in school or something. And maybe you take a six-week class or a 12-week class or you do something online or whatever. Be- but that's still a sacrifice. You know what I mean? You can be yeah. like, okay, I'm going to do school and work at this crappy job for two years because Just I, like I know that at the end of that, I'm gonna be able, I'm gonna be able to get a better job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's just one example. But I just think it's important because it's that, but it's that mental toughness and resilience that gets us through that stuff and gets us pushes us towards our futures. Yeah. And it's it's important 
you talked you talked about having goals like sometimes it's sometimes it's um it's goals and that's a good thing but sometimes the sucky stuff that you go through is very sudden you know yeah you know we <laughs> you somebody gets in a car accident you know somebody it's dies like of a, cancer like yeah. sometimes th- there's some horrible thing that happens and that's the time where you pick whether whether you're going to keep going because you know i mean mm-hmm. where where your people can rally around you where you rely on the lord if that's if that's your jam um if he's your jam <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like i don't know that this 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 thing as a as individuals but also as a society we can push ourselves we can care for each other we can champion each other and cheerlead for each other and stuff to like help us get get to some of that stuff that we want to do i I keep bringing up infinite game but i'm not joking (laughs) when you have an overarching purpose for your life it makes those long those those seasons of suck easier because you know that you're working towards something great, something amazing, something that you would never probably accomplish in your whole lifetime, but you're going to die trying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just the, those those commitments, those things that you are committed to, whether it's creativity, whether it's writing, you know, a, a hundred, you know, writing beautiful songs until you are no longer on the planet, whether it's um, investing, whether it's owning businesses, investing in people, like whatever your overarching vision is for your life, like that's going to be the stuff that drives you yeah. to even purposely put yourself in intentional seasons of suck. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. You're just like, man, I, kn- I know I'm going <laughs> to, I- Brene Brown, she's writing a book right now and she's like, I'm I'm procrastinating writing this book because I know how I am when I'm writing a book. She's Uh like, everything shuts down. Nobody gets anything. I just go down this (laughs) hole of writing and writing and writing and who knows how long it's going to be. And so it's kind of like to be able to write books at such a high level of the the books that change people's lives, change people's lives. She has to embrace a season of suck. She has yeah. to go in and actually like put all the research together. And she knows she's going into that. Like, yeah, she uh, knows she's going in. She's just like, oh man, y'all pray for me. You know, that type yeah. of thing. <laughs> Sometimes that's even worse when you know you're going, like, you know, I have to go into this. And yeah. you're like, oh, but I don't want to, but I know the outcome's going to be so much better. Uh, yeah. Totally. But I have to go into this for right now. Goodbye, guys. I'll be back later. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but then other people like John Maxwell, he writes an hour a day and every single book that he ever writes is written in that one hour when he first wakes up every day. Yeah. So who knows? But but there's always there's always something that that we can be doing that can propel us. Yeah. And it's that it's this resilience, this this thing that we build in our everyday life, living lives of committed to truth, committing to integrity committing to like doing the things that you that you know are going to get you towards the future that you want to get to mm-hmm. but like committing to do it every day yeah and some you know for us for me it's like eating and eating right and um trying to only have pizza 
only every once in a while instead of no. like three times a week like i want to <laughs> gosh i want to have it every single day and know, and working good. out and man it is such a sacrifice to yeah. to work out but it's like man i'm so you know i'm what? so much happier i because i was like i don't want to eat pizza every single day but because like i want to eat better and like because I'm working out, it makes me want to eat better because I don't want like all the hard work I'm doing to just go to waste. So I'm like, when I get like, when I want to eat like pizza or something, I'm like, no, I just had to get up at 5am and go to a stinking <laughs> workout. And I don't want to eat pizza and just ruin that whole day. Like I'd rather eat not pizza, like just not Wednesdays eat it. are for pizza. Wednesdays is our rest day. But the thing is like, even on like one Wednesdays when I'm like, oh, I could go for some pizza. It's like, then the Monday and Tuesday was nothing if I want to eat that. Oh like, my gosh, go you're back. hilarious. <laughs> and the, well, then you also have to think about, okay, you're going to be fueling your Thursday workout with your pizza on exactly. Wednesday. So I'm like, do I want Thursday to be a sham too? No. <laughs> A sham <laughs> oh my gosh you're so I guess hilarious it is the little choices i agree with you now jennifer yeah it totally is how long have we been talking about this too long oh really over an hour because i started this way after we started oh my gosh how funny i was looking at um <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at this uh, article about mental toughness and it was this lady that studied like um, West Point, uh, West Point Military Academy. Mm. They have this thing called the Beast Barracks. And so um, it's like a summer initiation program and it's called the, the Beast Barracks. Oh, <laughs> the Beast Barracks is deliberately engineered to test the very limits of cadets physical, emotional, and mental capacities. So it says you might imagine that the cadets who successfully complete the beast barracks are bigger, stronger, and more intelligent. But the, uh, the researcher found something different when she began to track. So she studies achievement, and what she found out is that it actually wasn't the strength or the intelligence or the leadership potential that predicted whether somebody would finish, but it was the persever the per perseverance and passion to achieve long-term goals that made the difference. Perseverance, which is basically resilience, mm -hmm. and the passion to achieve long-term goals, which I thought was kind of fascinating because I had never really thought about the, um, before today actually, the the presence of long-term goals being something that was a a factor in yeah in uh resilience but apparently it is yeah and i don't know it's in i think sometimes like a lot of workplaces like they'll look for that too that same thing like almost not even knowing it because i'm thinking like okay we have a few dishwashers at pizza co and one of them that just got promoted to like cooking they weren't the fastest dishwasher mm -hmm. but out of all the ones that were faster than them they've all quit mm -hmm. and that person that one that got promoted which now that i look back and i'm like oh good for them that they got promoted mm -hmm. but like i at first i was like why are they the one getting promoted they're not even the fastest one mm -hmm. but like now that i'm looking at it they are the one that's actually staying yeah. for the long term all the same age all the same i think a lot of them are even in the same class oh wow but all of the other ones quit because of stupid reasons that I think that, you know, I don't know, whatever, mm -hmm. but you know, this person they're staying and they're working and they're doing double like school and work 
Yeah. And it's interesting that like my boss saw that in them probably without even knowing it. They just saw like, okay, you're not the fastest, but like I see you have this like more drive to be here long term and be here like more committed. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think that's true too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I mean, I know that it's something that I've got, I've had times in my life where I was not. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> luckily I'm, I, f- I feel like I'm better now than I was. And mm-hmm. hopefully when I'm older, I'll even have Keep more going. Yeah. But something that I just wanted to talk about is some, uh, something that, um, is, is something that we actually only have control over in ourselves that we can't develop it in other people, but it's something that we can develop within ourselves. And it's something that's Mm -hmm. actually, in my opinion, more important than talent and more important than opportunity. But where the magic happens though, is when all that stuff comes together. When you have somebody that has just immense talent and somebody that just has just a drive yeah. to just want to succeed. And then when those two things come together with opportunity, it's like fireworks. The magic happens. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Well, you have your your top people. You have your, you know, your elite people. I don't know if it's elite, but like. No, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is with the elite uh, with the elite people it's when yeah. the, when those three kind Combined. of components come together yeah. and it can't be uh oh i have talent and now an opportunity comes so now i'm going to try to develop some resilience mm-hmm. and mental toughness like oh no 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 <laughs> you you gotta have that like before before yeah and then it's because um when opportunity comes it's too late to prepare mm-hmm. you got to be prepared already be prepared always yeah actually reminds me of savannah because she's one of the rare just beautiful talents that it just has such a drive and so whenever she gets an opportunity man she's just gonna it seems like it happens really fast like people are always like oh people this person was discovered overnight discovery or whatever like, no, but no, no, no this was built over a lifetime mm-hmm. and so i don't know i just think it's exciting to get to it see is. it's really exciting and then, it, and then it also makes it kind of sad when you see somebody with just a ton of talent and just no drive whatsoever. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. Get going. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening to us ramble, guys, about yeah. uh, maybe we should get a little clicker and see how many times we said mental toughness and resilience in this episode. It's probably like 127. Or no. We'd maybe be, don't do that. Praise <laughs> we'd Jesus. We'd be tossed by this first five minutes. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, do a burpee. Oh my gosh, do a burpee. Oh no, I am not doing that. <laughs> be a lot. <laughs> There's this one workout that's just seven minutes of burpees. Good Lord. All right, on that note, <laughs> we love you guys. <laughs> we'll see you in the next episode of 95 Bellevue. Ooh, ooh.